The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Hello and welcome back to another episode. And before I dive into today's topic, I just wanted to say a special thank you to all of my listeners out there and the people who continually show me support and jump on here every single week. Listen to the new episode. Give me your feedback. Truthfully, it means the absolute world to me, right? Can't have a podcast if you don't have listeners. So thank you each and every one of you for your support week after week. For today's topic, we are going to be diving deep into 15 things I wish I knew when I first started my health and fitness journey. Just things that I wish so badly someone had mentioned or more so that I had listened to the people mentioning these things to me so that my progress, my trial and error, mistakes that I made, I just everything could have went a lot smoother. And the reason I thought that this topic was kind of perfect for this time of the year is because we're coming up on January 1st, new year, new me, new year's resolution. Maybe some people out there listening to this episode, your, you know, new year's resolution is to get into the gym or to just become a healthier version of yourself or to get fit, get in shape, whatever it may be. Let me help you and guide you through some of these top mistakes and things that I had to learn the hard way that maybe by listening to this podcast, you don't have to learn. So I think it's inevitable for any beginners out there, or even if you're just, you're getting started, you've been at it for a few weeks, few months, maybe even a few years, and you're struggling a little bit. I think these top 15 things are going to be super, super helpful and pretty easy to implement. I think that's the biggest piece of the puzzle too, because getting healthy, getting fit, getting in shape, losing weight, all of those things are are hard and they're, they're pretty challenging. And I will never sit here and say like, getting in shape's a breeze, do this, this, and this. Like it's not, it's not a breeze. It's not easy. It's, it's, it's hard work. And what I aim to do with this episode and really just kind of continuing the conversation moving forward is making it as simple as possible. I can't make it easy. The hard work has to be there, but I can make it as simple as possible by helping navigate the waters a little bit and just kind of showing you guys the ropes for a few of the things, like I mentioned, I wish that I knew when I first started. So if you are starting out and you are kind of looking for some tips and tricks, a little bit of guidance in terms of seeing progress and seeing results, this episode is for you. So I know I mentioned that it's going to be 15 things that I wish I knew. And I want to say these are like my top 15 because truth be told, I could have drafted up a list of about 100 things that I wish I knew or wish I learned faster or wish that somebody told me because I think anyone who has been in my position can probably relate to this as well. There's a lot of trial and error out there. And you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have to learn from your mistakes. You're going to try different things. It's it's a lot of unknown when you first start off. And honestly, even as you continue, it's almost like you start to learn how much you really don't know. So I want these top 15 to be, like I mentioned, easily implemented and tips and tricks, things you can avoid right off the bat. Because the biggest piece of getting fit, staying fit, you know, following through on your new year's resolution is seeing results because 
in my opinion, nine times out of 10 people quit, stop, cancel their membership, whatever, so soon because they're like, F it, this isn't working. This isn't for me. I, I've been going at this for weeks and I'm not seeing a single pound loss. I quit. When in reality, maybe it's just one or two small things that you are or are not doing that could make all the difference. So like I mentioned, I could have given you guys a top 100 of things I wish I knew, but I'm going to limit it down to my top 15. And these were things that I was able to rattle off my brain like within seconds, like boom, 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 drafted up this list because these are, again, things that I think most people need to know, things that I was like, oh, damn, I wish I didn't do that. Damn, I wish someone had told me this. And as I've gone on and been on my fitness journey for years and years and years, I have learned and been able to implement each of these things and seen drastic success because of it. Like I mentioned, going back to that progress standpoint, that's the end goal for all of us, right? You want your hard work to pay off towards whatever your goal is. If it's losing weight, you want to see the pounds come off. If it's building muscle, you want to see the muscles growing. Like you want that physical, wow, everything that I'm doing is working. So what I aim to do is cut out all the crap that we all hear and see all over every piece of social media and give you guys more of the truths of things, again, that I wish that I knew. So let's roll right into it, shall we? (laughs) Number one on my list, and these are in no particular order, again, just my top 15. Number one on my list is it's going to take longer than you think. Flat out. Anyone starting their new year, new me resolution with wanting to get into the gym or wanting to get in shape, hear me out. Step one, it is going to take longer than you think. If if you think it's going to take, you know, maybe three months of consistency before you you hit your goal, assume it's going to take six. If you think it'll take six months, assume it's going to take years. Like it's just, it's going to take longer than you think, longer than you want it to. So paint that picture in your head right now. Be prepared to be working at this for longer than you may expect. And that's okay. There's no end game. There's no finish line, right? Once you lose the weight, you have to continue the habits that you built losing the weight. Otherwise, we gain the weight back, right? So there's no finish line. It's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time and be okay with that. The hardest part is understanding that you don't know when you're going to get there, right? If you want to go to the beach, you put, plug in your GPS, your, your GPS is going to tell you it's going to take an hour and a half to get there. And every minute that you're driving, every minute that you're working towards that beach destination, you know for a fact that you are one minute closer, one second closer, 10 minutes closer. It's getting there. You're closer and closer and closer. Health and fitness, eh, not so much. There is no GPS. There is no guide. There is no, you know, timeline that's slowly ticking down with every session you get into the gym. It just takes time. So be okay with that. Number two. The dream body that you're picturing weighs more than you think. This for me hits home because boy, oh boy, when I first started like actually getting into the gym and actually drafting up my own workouts and I want to look like this and I'm saving, you know, pictures of these different girls and fitness models on Instagram and I'm creating these vision boards like, wow, you know, I love her legs and her this and da, 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 da. And all the while assuming that my, you know, 100 pound self was going to look like that. And so, so, so damn scared to see the scale go up because I don't want to gain weight. I don't want to get fat. When in reality, I'm saving pictures of these girls with this muscle on them that, I mean, they probably weigh 30, 40 pounds more than I did. And I was so stuck in obsessing over not gaining weight but also just as much wanting to look like this certain image. So if you have a, 
image in mind and muscle growth or even just a certain shape or frame or maybe you're picturing someone on Instagram you're like wow that's my dream body assume right off the bat that that dream body weighs more than you think it does reason being muscle weighs a lot muscle is super super dense so someone who weighs 140 pounds of muscle is going to be a lot smaller and compact than someone who weighs 140 pounds of primarily fat but at the end of the day that muscle weighs something so if muscle building or shaping is one of your goals assume that you may have to be okay with the scale coming up a little bit And that took me years. I wasted so much time obsessing over the scale and not wanting to get big when I'm saving pictures of these girls who are way bigger than I am. Like that doesn't make any sense. So just get, honestly, I wish I put it, I could have put this on as another tip as well. Get rid of the scale. If weight loss is not your goal, get rid of the scale because there's so many other factors. If weight loss is your goal, we're going to need that scale to measure some progress. But (laughs) either way, um, it's going to weigh more than you think and be okay with that. The number on the scale does not define you. It does not tell you whether or not you're progressing. It does not tell you how successful you are. Number three, this is a big one. Oof. Cardio does not tone you. It does not help you tone up. It does not help you reduce your fat. Cardio, no, just no. Cardio burns calories. And unless you're doing it strategically, it's not nine times out of 10, not helping you with the physical goals that you have. Again, depending on what your goals are, this could be different for each individual, but cardio in it of itself does not tone up your body at all. The toned look that most people are striving for or looking for or saving pictures of people on Instagram looking like that toned look comes from muscle mass, right? You can't tone what you don't have. And by doing endless amounts of cardio, honestly, all you're doing is getting rid of any toned anything that you do have because too much cardio will start to burn away and chip away at the muscle mass on your body. That muscle, guys, is what gives you the toned look. So there is a very fine line that most people do not know the balance of, myself included, when it comes to cardio. So I wish so badly that someone had mentioned this to me because who here likes cardio? Like, no one. Very, very minimal people. Don't get me wrong. I I love a good sweaty heart rate up, hit session, something every now and then. It's great. But to endlessly slave away at the Stairmaster, the elliptical, the treadmill, doing sprints, running, like, most of us hate that. And good news is most of us don't really need it. Okay, so again, I wish somebody so badly had pulled me, literally yanked me off of the treadmill after months and months and months and months and months of doing sprints and incline sprints and then running. And guys, I'm not a runner. I was running four or five plus miles a day thinking that that type of cardio was going to get me the definition I wanted through my legs or the definition I wanted through my core. And like, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't doing anything for me except keeping me at a total standstill. So if your plan heading into the new year and getting into the gym is strictly cardio, I'm going to put a halt to that right now. We need to have a conversation. Okay. Because that is not going to lead to your sustained and continued success. You're going to do it and do it and do it hate it and hate it and hate it, and then eventually quit or give up because it's not giving you the results that you want it to give you. 
Okay. It can be strategically used. It can be beneficial. It can be helpful. It's a totally different conversation, but cardio in its entirety in itself does not help you tone up. All right. Get that through your head, everybody. Number four on my list is if you think you're working hard, work harder. I wish somebody had painted this picture for me because trust me, I thought I was working hard. I thought I was grinding it out. I was doing like the most intense workout in the gym. Everyone's looking at me because I'm just crushing it over in my corner, doing my kettlebell swings and my banded glute bridges. Like I thought I was working so hard. I wasn't. So when you're in the gym and hopefully you are beginning or starting a strength training program, and if you're not, here's your sign to go do so. Aim to reach near the point of failure for almost every single set. Okay, if the reps that you're doing or the exercise that you're doing is equally as easy at the end as it was in the beginning, it's not doing anything. It is not doing anything but just wasting your time. Okay, so let's pick lunges, for example. If you have a set of 10 lunges and your 8th, ninth, and 10th rep move just as equally smooth and sweet as the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, the exercise in itself is not challenging you enough. It's not doing anything. You either A, need to do more reps, or B, pick up some heavier weights. Okay, because the reason I'm saying this is we all kind of have this misconception. I think so, at least. We all have a misconception of what hard work truly looks like. Because hear me out, if you're doing those lunges, I guarantee your heart rate is up. I guarantee your legs are burning. I guarantee you're tired by the end of the set, but you didn't push your muscles to the point of fatigue enough to cause them to change. And I talked about this a little bit in a previous episode with progressive overload in general, but your muscles need a lot of stimulus in order for them to have to say, oh shoot, I'm no longer strong enough or able enough to do what this crazy lady is asking me to do. I need to grow. I need to build and repair myself in order to get through it. And that's when you build muscle. But if you're not doing exercises that cause your muscles to have that conversation with themselves, it's not doing anything but just aimless and endless reps of lunges or bicep curls or rows or whatever it is. It's not changing anything. It's still going to be burning. You're still going to be tired. Your arms might still be a little dead, but it's not doing enough that it's going to give you the progress and the results that you need. So hence number four being if you think you're working hard, work harder right? Your workouts should be tough. You should leave the gym very tired. Not every time. I don't need you rolling yourself out of there, crawling out the door because you're so exhausted, but they should be challenging. They should be really challenging. Be okay with putting in some hard work, okay? Because not working hard gets us nowhere, right? I would rather work too hard and have to take a step back than not be working hard enough for weeks on end. And then you're like, shoot, this isn't working for me because that's super frustrating. All right, number five, your nutrition will make or break your progress. I'm going to say that again and again and again. Your nutrition will make or break your progress. For me, looking back on when I first started my health and fitness journey, I was first getting into the gym, doing cardio like a crazy lady. My nutrition was absolutely breaking and ruining and destroying any ounce of progress that I could have possibly been making from the workouts that I was doing. I was working against myself. I was putting in hours at the gym, doing none of the right stuff, 
only to go home and eat none of the food because I was, again, too scared that the scale was going to go up and God forbid I could actually build some muscle. I had no idea. I had no idea. Building muscle to me was like, let me push like hell in the gym doing sets and sets and sets and sets and sets of exercises to go home and eat nothing. Like that workout will just, you know, by osmosis, stimulate my muscle growth. No, my nutrition was breaking my progress. And then when it came down to it, weekends, sweets, anything that rolled around, I went ape shit all in because I was so restrictive every other freaking moment of the day. Does that sound sustainable to anybody? Does that sound like a, a reasonable way to treat your body after a crazy hard workout? No, absolutely not. And to take it a step further for anyone out there listening who, again, is getting into the gym for the first time, has a New Year's resolution to get fit, get in shape, your nutrition should be more of your priority than the gym should be. And trust me, I love the gym. I really, really do. But your nutrition, your efforts should be about 80% towards your food and 20% towards the gym. Because truth be told, you can make progress towards a good amount of your goals by just strictly changing the way that you eat and the habits that you have around your food. Okay, so take that one step further. Like if you are starting a new diet for the new year, if you can't sustain that diet for the rest of your life, don't even start it. Okay, so if your goal is to lose weight, you joined a gym, woohoo, congrats, go you, and your next step to pay attention to your nutrition is to cut out all of your carbs, stop right there. You are not going to be able to see progress in the gym with weight loss or muscle building without carbs. You are also not going to be able to cut out carbs for the rest of your life. Again, so don't even start these things. That would be a, a step towards the nutrition breaking your progress rather than making it. And arguably, nutrition is the hardest piece of the puzzle. This is something that I work with with all of my clients. I would say, honestly, more so than working out and exercise programs and things of that nature, just because it does contribute so greatly to the progress you do or do not see. So understand that going into the new year, kudos to you if you're joining the gym and you're getting started, but pay even more attention to your nutrition and making sure that those habits line up with the physical goals that you have. Number six, which kind of tears right off of that, is about nutrition. I wish someone had told me that protein bars, protein shakes, protein cookies, protein blah, 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 will not help you reach your goals faster. They won't. Are they helpful from time to time? Sure. But if your new 2022 diet relies on a protein shake to get the day started, a protein bar as a snack, a protein cookie for dessert at night, holy hell, we're going to have some issues with your digestion. Your body doesn't know how to process that much processed protein. It doesn't know how to digest it. It doesn't know what to do with it. You want to be getting a good majority, 80% or more of your food from whole food sources. How do you know if it's a whole food source? Ask yourself, is this what it would look like in nature? If the answer is no, it's probably a processed source. So your bright and colorful, you know, birthday cake protein bar, that's not showing up in nature, okay? That is not a wholesome source of protein. And when you rely on those protein bars, shakes, cookies, protein, I don't even know what, if you rely on those, you're going to have a much harder time sticking to good nutrition habits. You're going to have a much harder time with your energy in the gym. You're going to have a much harder time with increased hunger levels because your body doesn't really know how to process those. It's 
thinks it's still hungry. Like these things should be used from time to time, not as an everyday source of protein, not as a very big chunk of the new diet that you are now starting for 2022. When I, again, first got into the gym and I was actually working at a gym as a personal trainer shortly afterwards and everyone was drinking their protein shakes. Everybody was doing that. And I was like, oh, bet. Okay, that's all right. That's that's what we do. So I would drink like a protein shake kind of when I got in in the morning. And then when I had like a super quick minute between clients, I would grab a protein bar. I used to eat those like Quest birthday cake protein bars, have that in the middle of the day. And then I would work out at some point. And after my workout, I would make myself another protein shake. And then maybe at night I would make a protein mug cake for dessert. Like, oh my gosh. And for months on end, months on end, I was in like crippling stomach pain all the time. And I like couldn't figure it out. Hello. Nobody ever told me that you can't eat that much protein, that much processed protein every single day and expect your body to just be like, okay with it. I was eating more of my calories from those types of things than actual like breakfast, dinner, normal meals. And my body was telling me every single day with terrible stomach pain that this is not what you need to do. So I'm shouting it from the rooftops for all of you. Please do not rely on these every day to reach your protein targets or to eat healthy, quote unquote. It's much more beneficial to eat a wholesome whole meal than just this quick protein bar because it's only 200 calories. Like Calories are not everything. It's where the calories are coming from that matters as well. Okay, so from time to time, go for it. Do not rely on them every single day. Number seven, do not listen to everything you hear or read. (laughs) Don't do it. I was like the overconsumption queen. I would read every article. I would read every Instagram post. I would save every workout. I would just like consume, consume, consume as much about health and fitness as possible while I was first starting to learn the ropes. Why? Because I didn't know much and I wanted to learn and I was eager to learn and I love this stuff. This is what my passion is. Like I wanted to know all of it. But I had no clue where to weed things out in that mess of consumption that I was going about every single day. I didn't know who was credible. I didn't know what to listen to, when to listen to it, what was going to work, what wasn't. Like so-and-so is saying, do this to grow your legs. So-and-so says, do this. Well, this person says this. And I was just lost in like the pile of like, what the heck do I listen to? So I just started doing everything, which is not the answer. But just be really cautious with what you listen to and and who it's coming from. So, for example, things like fad diets, things that are like the new trend, waist trainers, detox teas, lose fat in 10 seconds, those types of headlines, anything that draws your attention for quick results, you should automatically ignore. Anything that is being advertised as being able to do something in a faster amount of time than it would typically take is not a credible way to do it. You should not pay attention to it. You should definitely not start it. You should not even listen. Close your eyes. Do not read it. Whatever it is, it's going to sound super tempting, especially if you're kind of in a rut and maybe not seeing progress as quickly as you would have liked. We're going to go back to number one. It's going to take longer than you think, but don't fall victim to those trends and fad diets and quick fixes because they're just that. It's a quick fix and an even quicker path for you to backtrack on all the progress that you did make. Lose 10 pounds in 10 days? Sure. What happens after those 10 days are over? You gain the 10 pounds back. Okay. And that's not what any of us want to do. That's even more frustrating than taking 20 days to lose 10 pounds. Like play the long game. 
and do not listen and overconsume. especially, hear me out guys, it's your little warning, this time of the year, January 1st, New Year's resolution, like, it's very obvious that this is the time of the year that everyone is now getting in shape. Don't you think the creators of the detox teas, the waist trainers, the lose 10 pounds in 10 seconds type diet people, don't you think they know that? They know that there are lots and lots of people out there who are so eager to get into the gym. They're so eager to see results that they'll do just about anything. So what are they going to do? They're going to advertise the hell out of it. They're going to advertise the hell out of it. They're going to trick a bunch of people into spending a lot of money on complete garbage that is not good for you physically, mentally, emotionally, for your progress, or anything like that. And then what happens after that trend is done, that individual is left probably more confused than when they started and lacking any sorts of progress. And now two months down the line, they feel like they have to start over again. Okay, so don't fall victim to it. Pay attention to what is being thrown in your face and when to consume versus when to keep on scrolling. Okay, number eight is train hard, rest hard. I don't know. This was definitely told to me. This was a thousand percent told to me. I did not listen. Okay, so this was something that, yes, I wish I knew, but more so what I wish I paid attention to when I first started getting into my health and fitness journey. I was training super hard. I was not resting at all. I was not recovering. I was not prioritizing my recovery. I was not listening to anything my body had to say. I just figured the harder I train and the more that I train, the quicker I'll see results. Cool. I'll be in the gym seven days a week. I'll do a two a day workout. I'll do my cardio in the morning. Then I'll lift at night and then I'll do it all again the next day. And then maybe even go again for a walk later on in the day. And maybe I'll go like, holy crap. Resting and recovery and a day off was not in my vocabulary for months on end. And the reason that I wish I had paid attention to this is because A, it led to a hell of a lot of burnout. I used to cry my eyes out driving to the gym, cannot believe I have to be here again. Like I hated it. I drove my body into the ground to the point where I just, I hated it. I I absolutely hated it. And I didn't quit because I'm not a quitter. And I kept going. I kept showing up, but like, wow, I really just destroyed any ounce of passion that I had for health and fitness because I was not letting my body rest. When I say rest and why recovery is so important is because this is when the progress is made. You train your ass off in the gym. You're working super hard. You're training to the point of failure, doing all these things to reach an end goal, right? That progress, that step forward towards that goal cannot be taken while your body is under stress either in the gym or otherwise. You have to rest in order for your body to regroup and move forward. So if building muscle is your goal for the new year, your body can't repair the broken muscle fibers and build that muscle until it's resting, okay? It's gonna try to start doing it after your workout. It's gonna try to, you know, attempt to repair itself because that's what our bodies are programmed to do, but you're gonna slow down your own progress and maybe even stop your own progress if you don't actually rest and let your body recover. So again, I was going from, you know, two, two workouts a day, seven days a week, go, go, go. I'm not eating enough. I'm not sleeping enough. I, I ran my body into the ground and it took a hard slap in the face for my body just shutting down for me to be like, huh, this isn't it. <laughs> this is not the way I should be doing things. So now I definitely prioritize my recovery a lot more. Definitely room for improvement because I am a train hard 
rest a little bit type of person. And this is something I'm working on. But um, in terms of rest, I highly recommend one day, at least one day every single week where you're completely rested, right? You're not in the gym, you're not doing cardio, you're not worried about steps, you're just living your life as a active person. Maybe you go to the grocery store, you go to the mall, maybe you're moving around a little bit, you're not a couch potato, but you're resting. I recommend at least one to two of those if you are a beginner, and then at least one to two active rest days as well. This could be a day where you're just getting in some cardio, you're just getting in some steps, you are going for a little bit of a longer hike, moving your body, which actually promotes healing and promotes recovery without necessarily being in the gym. Okay, so making sure that you're training hard, yes, but you're resting equally as hard. And this kind of tail ends into my number nine, which goes right alongside this. Uh, Injuries are inevitable if you are not taking proper care of your body. It is only a matter of time, guys, before your body tells you, hey, I've had enough and it'll just be done, right? There's nothing you can do about it. If you are not resting, recovering, prioritizing a warm-up, a cool-down, et cetera, et cetera, the injuries are inevitable. And who wants another setback? right? Who wants to have to take time off? Who wants another obstacle put in the way of you and your goals if it can be avoided? And injuries nine times out of 10 can be avoided if, again, you are resting, recovering, warming up, cooling down, paying attention to your form, like you have to take care of the small things in order to keep moving forward. I wish again somebody had told me that because I can't tell you the amount of times I was just pushing through these little aches and pains in the gym because being a gymnast my entire life, like I was and am very familiar pain and you just push through it. It's what you do until your body tells you, yeah, we're not pushing through this anymore. And going back to my last one, if you're not resting, your body's going to force you to rest at some point. So pay attention to your warm up, your cool down. It's not just about getting in the gym and hammering down as much weight as you can possibly lift or squat or bench or anything like that. You have to also warm up, cool down, rest your body, stretch, like do the little things that nobody really wants to do. Number 10, short and sweet, drink your damn water, drink drink, drink more. If you think you're drinking enough, drink even more. So you should be aiming for about one gallon of water a day. This was a lesson I just recently within the last year learned how important it is for your skin, your joints, your hair, your nails, your energy levels, your digestion, your headaches, your everything. Everything comes down to how hydrated your body is. So do yourself a favor and start drinking your water. If you can put one thing on your New Year's resolution list or things to focus on for the new year, drink more water, okay? I'm sitting here. I have an entire gallon of water, a whole jug right here next to me that I will be slugging down every single day. Get yourself a little fancy cute one if you need that as well, but just do what you need to do. Drink more water, always. Number 11. It is only a matter of time before your motivation runs out. Okay, it's literally inevitable. It will happen to every single one of us. I don't care what your goals are, how excited and motivated you are at this very moment, or even for the first few weeks, your motivation will run out. This was, as you guys can probably tell, I'm a very energetic, high energy, excited person. Like I have lots of motivation, 100%. When I first started my health and fitness journey, I thought that was going to carry me through. Like, I love this. I love the gains, workout, gym, hoorah, like all this shit, like, oh, And then all of a sudden I started getting really tired and really didn't want to go. And my body was exhausted and like, hey, ooh, yeah, motivation ran out. So what you guys want to do is 
rely less on that and more so on creating lifestyle habits that you can stick to even when you don't want to do these things, right? If getting to the gym at, you know, X time in the morning has just become a habit of how you form your day and how you, you know, create your routine, then you're going to stick with that even when you don't want to go. Why? Because it's just what you do. You're going to stick with your healthy eating habits even when you don't want to eat, you know, the the chicken stir fry for dinner. You'd much rather have a McDonald's hamburger. You're going to stick to the healthier choice. Why? Because you created a, a lifestyle habit. You didn't just eat the, the chicken stir fry because you were motivated to eat it and you were motivated to see results. You started doing things slowly and steadily to build up habits that you can then rely on when your motivation runs out. So going off of that, number 12 is, I wish someone had told me to track my food. I do track my food, now do. I have been doing it for quite a few years now, but I wish someone told me to do it earlier. Why? Because tracking your food is the easiest and quickest way to get a handle on your nutrition. Right, going back to number five, your nutrition will make or break your progress. Yeah, well, the only way to really get a handle on it is to track it log it, write it down. I don't care if it's in my fitness pal. I don't care if you use some other app. I don't care if you bring a little pen and paper with you wherever you go to just write down the things that you're eating. It matters, right? How are you you going to get a handle on your nutrition if you truly have no freaking idea of what you eat every day or the calories in each of those things or how much sugar is in it or how much protein you're consuming, right? Your physical goals are affected 95% by what you put in your body. And if your physical goals matter to you enough, knowing what you're putting in your body should matter to you even more. So tracking your food, again, I use MyFitnessPal. I think that is such an easy way to learn how to do it. You literally just look up the food and write it down. Practice makes perfect. It's going to be a pain in the ass when you start. But my oh my, is it so freaking helpful to learn more about your food and how to fuel your body. And hey guys, guess what? You don't have to do this forever. Track your food for a few weeks, few months, few years if you, if you love it. Like... Learn what you need to learn and then just use what you've learned moving forward. This is not a forever thing. People don't track their food for their entire life, okay? But do it for a little while just to gain that knowledge and understanding. Number 13. Oh, God. Years and years I wasted. Okay, booty bands and accessory movements will not grow your butt, glutes, legs, any of it. It will not. There is no amount of banded kickbacks or banded steps or glute bridges that you can do with that damn booty band that will make a freaking difference on the size of your glutes. And I'm talking to my girls out there because I know this is like newest trend in health and fitness is just thick thighs and a nice butt and I am all for it. But let's be real. Let's be honest with how we're going to get there. Again, paying attention to what you consume. This time of the year, you're going to see so many influencers and so many companies out there advertising their specific booty band in regards to why, you know, this model that they have wearing it has the butt that she has. Guys, one, it's probably photoshopped. Two, that is not the reason she has the butt that she has. You need heavy compound movements, squats, deadlifts, hip thrusts, RDLs, you need those progressively overloaded over lots and lots of time, as well as the calories to back it in order to grow a butt or your legs or whatever else. I remember going back to, again, when I was first in the gym, trying to write up workouts, all I wanted to do was grow my legs. I felt like I caught myself in the mirror one time. I was like, 
holy shit, you have chicken legs, girlfriend. That's not cute. And from that point on, I was like, I want some nice ass defined athletic legs. Like that's what I want. And I was searching up on Google, you know, bodybuilder legs, leg workouts to grow your legs. Not a single article that I read said anything about putting a booty band on and walking back and forth like a goddamn penguin. Why? Because that doesn't work. It doesn't work. So lift heavy, focus on your compound movements, focus on progressively overloading those muscles, and then eating enough to actually grow those things. Okay? Okay. Number 14, last two, a workout that consists of five exercises pushed heavy, heavy, is way more beneficial than 12 to 15 exercise giving about 50%. Oh. <sighs> I wish, I don't know, uh, somebody should have stopped me in the gym at some point when they were like, why is this girl using every piece of equipment in the fucking gym doing her leg day? She can do like three of those exercises and be good to go. I scrolled back in my phone because I have a lot of my workouts for years and years in the notes on my phone. And I was reading through some of the workouts I used to do and like, holy shit, I used to literally just write down every exercise that I knew hit that certain body part and just do that with like a fuck ton of volume. Three sets of 12, four sets of 12, two sets of 20. That, that, and for every exercise. And it would be a list of like 15 different exercises. Oh my God, I'm embarrassed. I'm literally embarrassed for myself. And again, that wasn't doing anything. Why? Because I wasn't able to really give 100% to any of those exercises because I had about 10 more to follow it up with. So of course, I'm not going to go that heavy on my squats because I know after squats, I have lunges, deadlifts, hip thrusts, leg extensions, leg curls that like, yeah, my legs aren't going to be able to make it through if I give 100% to my squats. So instead of doing a laundry list of a million different exercises, every body part, every day, pick three to five, do them super heavy, progress that shit, and that'll be way more beneficial. Okay, last but not least, number 15, there is no end date, so enjoy the ride. And I know that's like a really sappy way to end this off, number 15, but for real, like I mentioned at the beginning, there is no end date to your health, right? If your goal for the new year is to get healthy, why would you ever put a time limit on that? Like, I got to be healthy by March 15th. Okay, what happens after March 15th? You're going to go back to being an unhealthy person? No. You got to keep going. You got to keep prioritizing your health. There is no end date. So enjoy this shit. Enjoy the small things. Enjoy the meal prepping and the learning new recipes and pushing yourself in the gym. Enjoy the muscle soreness. Enjoy the fatigue. Like it sounds a little psychotic, but you'll get to a point where you really will enjoy it. But it's going to take time. It's going to take consistency. It's going to take a lot of effort. And when you start seeing those results and the progress come through, you're going to become so obsessed with that process that you're never, ever going to want to stop. And that's where I find myself now. But I had to learn the hard and long way through each of these 15 things over and over and over again. And honestly, guys, some of these things I still continue to learn and work on every single day. So if if nothing else, I mean, pick two to three of these that you can really focus on and really apply to your own health and fitness journey for the start of the new year, whatever it is, and really pay attention to them. Really drink your water. Really make sure you're prioritizing your recovery. Really make sure you're pushing to the point of failure for your sets. Like pick a few of these and pay attention. I promise you it's going to make a world of a difference. And the reason this episode is called, you know, 15 things I wish I knew is like, I wish someone told me these. 
So here I am telling all of you, okay, use these things to your advantage, to your benefit, and start seeing some kick-ass freaking results in 2022.